Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello and welcome back to the Prep to Pro NBA Draft Podcast. My name is Ben Pfeiffer and today we have part two of our median outcome board discussion which we started on Monday, ranking ranking prospects 1 to 30 based on their median outcome and discussing. We're going to finish up our final tiers in this episode and do our normal catching eye stuff. And before we get started, uh, next week we are going to have a mailbag episode. So if you have not and if you wish to, submit questions to the tweet that we posted on the Prep to Pro Twitter which is at prep number two pro pod. So if you submit a question there, you have a chance to be on that episode and have us answer your question. So without further ado, uh, let's get into the episode. I'd like to take a second to talk about Armchair and Prep the Pro's title sponsor, betonline.ag. With NASCAR, UFC, and golf back, BetOnline has hundreds of games and events to bet on. Make sure to sign up before the NBA and MLB come back later this summer. They have live and simulated sports as well as a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge you can enter for free. Visit BetOnline.ag on your computer or mobile device to check out the action. BetOnline is your online wagering solution. All right, so you actually have two more tiers, I believe, and I only have one more, mm-hmm. um, which I kind of encompass all like neutral to minus rotation guys, just because I didn't see enough separation. Uh, like there wasn't a point of separation I saw to to make a, a tier delineation. So, so, so my next ten, my last ten guys are Maladon, Sadiq Bay, Aaron Neesmith, Devin Dotson, Leandro Balmaro, Killian Tilly, Isaiah Joe, Isaiah Joe, Tyshawn Alexander, Malachi Flynn, Jaden McDaniel's, and R.J. Hampton. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So, so my next tier, which is my neutral and negative rotation players, is just five of those guys. It's Maladon, Neesmith, Nico Mannion, uh, who you don't have. Uh, Josh Green, who we already discussed, and Sadiq Bey. Um, so, I, I mean, the common theme with these guys is that they're all just – they're really good shooters, except for for Green. Um, I'm just like – I think shooting gives you – you know, it's it's a really valuable commodity, of course. Um, these guys don't have much more other than shooting. Um, you know, I kind of I wonder if, like, Bay should maybe be a little higher just because of the fact that he's – not really a wing, but like is ostensibly a wing slash forward and how just, if you can shoot at that position, it's a little more writer than, than the other guys. But I also, I just think the other guys are, are better players. Um, Neesmith. I mean, we've gone in depth on this in the past, not much more to him than the shooting, but he is a very good shooter. Uh, and that just, I think gives you a certain floor, especially with his movement capability, just, I think probably being the best movement shooter in the class uh, and having genuine gravity as a movement shooter. Um, I think there's, there's, there's certainly value in that. Just the other stuff, um, 
is bad enough that I I think at his median is probably like a slight minus or something like that. Um, I mean, s- similar story with with Maladon, I guess. Like has some secondary creator chops, uh, but just really pretty limited athletically. Pretty atrocious defender. Um, but you know, buying him as 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 a good level shooter as a guy who can pass a bit. Uh, just you know, like an NBA combo guard, probably not one who's very good, but you know, someone who's in your rotation and you feel fine about it. Um, sim- similar story with Nico, honestly. Um, m- definitely more confident in him as as a passer. Uh, but I mean, I I really buy his off ball game. That's kind of why I'm higher on him than most people are. I think he's a really genuine plus off the ball, and I think that's going to sustain. But what you know, the level of off the dribble shooter that he is, you know, kind of determines if he's somewhere from low end starter slash positive rotation to negative rotation. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I understand why someone wouldn't have Nico top thirty on a normal board or a median board, but just thinking that like I'm I'm pretty confident in his off the ball game, making him him a rotation player at least. Yeah, and Nico, like I said, is my main gripe. Someone who, like, when I initially made the board, I didn't include in my honorable mention, but someone who should be in my honorable mentions and was an oversight, so I, I've moved him into that. But yeah, I mean, just, like, I, at, at his meeting, I'm not confident enough in the pull-up shooting to where he's really valuable as, like, a actual rotation player. I just really don't have a lot of belief in him there with his inability to get to the rim. And I think even if defensively he's technically pretty good, um, I, I just at his size, I, I worry a lot about his ability to be really impactful. I mean, I, I could see it if the shooting is really good, but again, it's probably our biggest disagreement here. I mean, but that that's why I have him in the in the neutral to negative rotation yeah. part of the year. We, we, yeah, which again, I mean, I, I mean, even though like like they're not on the board, like the actual degrees of separation between like neutral to negative and then off the board is really not very not yeah. very wide. At this so, stage, this is where it flattened yeah. out a lot for me. Like, yeah, I, yeah. like, um, I think after after Riller, it was it was pretty tough for me. Where there was a, there were a lot of guys I was considering. Yeah. I was going way down my actual board to consider some people. Um, so th- this I think is definitely where it flattens out a bit. Yeah, and that's pretty much the reason why I had a whole only one only only one fourth tier of 10 i i just couldn't find a real separation point between these guys where i felt confident in saying these are neutral and and, and these are neutral minus guys and the, the one guy i think i'm a little higher than you on is i mean like like a tier higher on a couple spots is dotson who i see kind of similarly to kyra but just not as exciting someone who probably is going to shoot spot ups and because of his burst is going to be able to get to the rim an attack close as an off ball guard, but 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 unlike Kyra, I think it's probably is smaller, probably not going to be as good a shooter as Kyra at his median, not going to be as good a defender as Kyra at his median. Don't think he's going to be as good a passer as Kyra at his median. But again, someone who's going to be able to have rim pressure, and that's that that's going to have some rotation value in itself, in my opinion. Just someone who's going to be able to put constant pressure on the rim and hopefully hit a spot up once in a while. But again, being a small guard. And and having that as your role, I mean, being like like an off ball closeout attacking small point guard is it's it, it's a difficult value proposition. But again, one at this range where it, it gets flat, and a lot of these guys are are are, are bad at this point, especially if they're medians. So yeah, I'm not I'm not much lower than you on on dots in this because I mean I guess I should move on to my final tier now, which is like minus rotation, which is Bulmaro, R.J. Hampton, Malachi Flynn, 
Devon Dotson, Tyler Bay, Jaden McDaniels, Robert Woodard, and Alexei Pokashevsky. Um, so with Dotson, yeah, I just think like at his median, can shoot spot ups fine, no pull up game. Uh, I'm lower, I think, on the rim pressure just because I think at his median, he's probably not a very good finisher. Uh, one position guard defender, but he's so small that maybe even like some bigger ones will give him trouble. Um, so yeah, I just think a guy who who at his median probably you know fringe rotation but i think definitely a negative uh just because i mean it's it's just a, t- a tough archetype with him absolutely single we'll, we'll, we'll go with bomaro a guy who both of us are really high on in our normal boards but a lot lower on here and because bomaro is really a true a true high end outcome guy with with betting on his on-ball creation because i mean at, at his medium at his median, he's probably not the level of on-ball creator he needs to be to to add value there. And if if Bomaro is forced to play off the ball, um, his value drops a lot. Um, as someone who is probably not not a great shooter at his median, someone who's getting able to dribble and pass, but still has issues with burst and, and strength and getting all the way there, and and someone who just isn't given the full on-ball responsibility and just isn't able to to add a lot of value there. Still going to be a great point of attack defender. Someone's going to add value there, and probably probably a pretty good defender as medium. But I, I I worry a lot with the offense, and I suspect you did as well. I mean, as considering you lowered him as much as you did from from your normal board. Yeah, I lowered him from what was it, ten to twenty three. Yep, eleven um, to twenty four for me. Yeah, and I honestly like I could have dropped him out of the top thirty. Even I just I mean the reason I kept him in still in this range is because. I think he's such a good point of attack defender. Like, I think he's a pretty outlier good point of attack defender, and I'm confident in that almost yeah. no matter what. Um, so, I mean, if you just throw that alone into an NBA rotation, like, that has some value. Um, but, I mean, obviously, it's like a very specialized thing. Um, I, I'm thinking maybe I, I even could have had him a few spots lower. I just, like, I, I'm, you know, it's tough to think what he is offensively at his median. Like, is he, is he like a, almost passable uh spot up shooter because i could i could definitely see that in which case like he's like a pretty bad offensive player but you can survive with him on the floor and then he's a really imposing point of attack defender and that's not a great player but like it's probably someone you can have in a rotation and i mean honestly the guy that like it was really tough for me with between him and rj hampton yeah i was gonna say where where like i guess hampton at his median is like some sort of bench creator type, but I mean, I, I yeah, I don't I don't know that he's what yeah. he is at, at his you know fiftieth percentile outcome. Um, it's probably not very good, but yeah. just I, I mean, talking about rim pressure guys like that, like RJ Hampton is a guy who can penetrate the defense, and that has some value. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, an, another guy that I definitely could have had. Uh, even lower. It's just the guys. The guys I, I I have below in the same tier, you know, I think are maybe. I mean, a little. I'm like mildly more confident in them as NBA players, but I'm not not enough for me to pass on the guys who have actual outlier skills, especially in the case of of Bomaro, where like the point of attack defense is actually a very valuable skill. Yeah, and for I mean, for RJ Hampton was again like like the the other guy who I dropped way down from my actual board. I mean. 30th the last guy on this board down from 14 on my normal board so someone who again i i think it is medium he's an atrocious defender 
absolutely still a nightmare defensively. And again, someone who's going to be a creator, but I struggle with how much he can really do on the ball because I don't think he's going to be a pull-up shooter at his median. Spot-up, hopefully passable again. But again, similar-ish to Dotson, but like slightly different with just value of rim pressure. Yeah, I I think that similar equation to Dotson – Seems like a reasonable way yeah, to frame it, but I think I, I buy him as a rim pressure guy a lot more than Dotson. I think is, I think I do as well, but I and, just struggle with the other things. And so much he more. doesn't have to defend point of attack, unlike Dotson. that's yeah, that's true. But again, I think he's going to be disastrous off yeah. the ball as well. So. No, that that's that's definitely true. Which means which is on which might even be worse. I mean, yeah, no, no, yeah, you, yeah. You, I mean that that's definitely fair. Yeah. I, mean, I have no confidence in that defense. I mean. Maybe at a high-end outcome, he puts on muscle and he really learns and he's, like, approaching neutral, but yeah, not not in this median. So, moving on to the next guy, I think it's my biggest riser in Malachi Flynn, rising from 40 to 25. Um, It's just like, I mean, he's a small point guard, but... I don't know. I'm pretty confident in him. He's as, really like, good. <laughs> yeah, he's really good. Like I, of the backup point guards, I'm I'm most confident in him. That's why he's yeah. he's the only one who makes my top thirty of those sort of mid second backup point guards. But yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think he'll be a, he'll be very good. Um, but I don't mean that as a slight. Like I I think you know if you're if you're searching for that guy in the early to mid second round who is just like a pretty steady backup point guard. Like most backup point guards are not positive rotation players. Like yeah. if if you're shooting for that guy, Malachi Flynn is the one to get. Like you're good. I think you will get an NBA player with him. Yeah. I mean, Flynn has a lot of bankable skills. I mean, he's going to be a good shooter. He's going to shoot pull-ups. I mean, he's maybe the best pick and roll, like has some of the best pick and roll craft in the class. Going to be a, going to be able to run pick and rolls all the time against bench units. I mean, probably not going to be a great finisher going to be a good good passer but nothing incredibly special and then defensively probably not going to be great either but again yeah. I like for a bench point guard someone who's going to be a great shooter a great pick and roll orchestrator that's like a fine rotation player and again someone who i i, I mean i'm higher on him in my normal board i moved him up from uh let me find it um from 31 to 28 so not much but still yeah and the reason, who, i'm confident in there the reason that he is is my preference in general to Cassius Winston, um, and, and in this exercise is just he's a much less disastrous defensive player than Cassius is. Um, yeah, and I, I I don't think like I mean maybe a little worse as an overall offensive player. Like Cassius is a is a very brilliant pick and roll passer and and a really ridiculous shooter. But M- Malachi Flynn is so good at those things too while being a, a much less disastrous defensive player, even though he's also a small one. I mean, he, I mean, he, I mean, Malachi is genuinely like a, like a smart team defender. I mean, he, yeah, he I was, mean, he's I mean, sound. He makes plays. He's good at the nail even. But he yeah, was I a mean, good defender this yeah, year. He's no not a good defender in the NBA, but yeah. uh, but he probably won't be like totally horrific. I mean, he's pretty magnitudinally better than Cassius, I think, especially yeah. for I mean, first projection where Cassius is going to be disastrous and – and and Malachi has a pretty solid chance to be like just just normal bad, mm-hmm. yeah. I think we should move on to my to the next guy who I had in my board. Oh, I'm pretty sure you didn't have, which is Killy and Tilly. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really sure what to do with Tilly because the obvious elephant in the room being the injuries, which I factored in somewhat. But 
assuming he he's a guy who like plays at all i think it is medium he's like a at least a positive rotation player because i mean just with his with the versatility he's going to have offensively as as a big man i mean he's probably going to he's going to shoot going to have some passing utility defensively that's where that's where he's probably not going to be very good um at, at his median especially if, if injuries keep on keep on uh hurting him yeah, I mean, someone I struggled with, and someone who could very easily be off this list, but someone who I I just have enough faith in his in his skill set, so and his intelligence to have here. I put Tilly in my honorable mention, um, because I just kind of think the expectation with him has to be that injuries derail him, uh, which really sucks. But I I I mean, I considered him, threw him in the honorable mention if if you know he ends up being healthy, I think definitely. NBA or not definitely, but really good shot to be an NBA rotation player. But I'm I'm just really really worried about about the injuries. Oh, um, so worried. Yeah. So I, I I couldn't put him in here when my expectation is kind of that yeah. he's going to be derailed by. That's injuries. fair. That, yeah, that's totally fair. And I mean, I rattled that up. I think the, yeah. the last guy that we had the same was Jaden McDaniels, who I think I think of him as like a pretty small range of outcomes guy as well. Not someone who has a ton of who has a ton of variance in in what he's going to be at his median. Someone who doesn't really have any on ball utility, um, but should hit spot ups and be able to attack closeouts somewhat. Should should be a fine defender again, like but I mean probably neutral ish, maybe below. Uh, yeah, and just like not someone who's like six foot eight and not going to totally be disastrous is is someone who can find a slot in the rotation. Uh, but like, just not not a very exciting prospect. Not someone who's going to be able to do any creation or or anything really spectacular for that matter. Yeah, the final four guys in my tier, I almost turned into a, another tier because uh, they're like big wing forwards, and I've got so I've got in order: Tyler Bay, Jaden McDaniels, Robert Woodard, and Alexei Pokashevsky. Um, so I kind of think they're all like you know big wing slash forwards who won't be very good, but will probably hang around the NBA. And what came into play here definitely was positional scarcity um, and just sort of the idea of what they are at pl- as players. But, I mean, to talk about Jaden specifically, yeah, I mean, I think at, at his median, shoots spot-ups well enough, close-out attacker. Like, unlike some of the guys that we talked about like earlier as, as sort of fake shooters, even though I don't think the percentages will be very good with Jaden, like he'll definitely have a quicker trigger than a lot of those guys. Uh, and then just have some value as a defensive playmaker. Uh, overall, probably a pretty negative player, like just not, not especially good on either end, but someone who like would be in consideration for you know, a rotation on, on the right team, just because of like vague positional scarcity. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, Tyler Bay, I, I had him one spot. I had him first of, of this group of guys because I think he he definitely is the one with standout skills just as a help defender. So brilliant in that regard. Definitely of these guys more of a big man. Um, but I just think at, at, his, at his median, probably can shoot spot-ups well enough, like definitely in that fake shooter group, but shoots them well enough to – you, you can justify having him on the floor on offense. Um, and then just as a defensive playmaker, you uh, has some genuine value there. But really a pretty negative offensive player. Yeah. Although, as opposed to these other guys, like 
can really do some big man things. I think like you could use him as a role man. You could play it like he's, I mean, he's really small and skinny to play as a small five, but like, I guess you could play him in that role. Um, but yeah, I just think, I think he's a guy who probably sticks around in the NBA, uh, not overly positive, but, but yeah. sticks around because of, you know, I, 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 he's, it's, it's tough to find guys at six, seven who are like very good athletes and that, uh, instinctual and smart. Yeah. I had Bay as an honorable mention just because I worry, I think, more than you do about his offense mm-hmm. beyond the shooting, which just what I, like, I just really think he's going to be a quite bad offensive player. And yeah, he's also a black really hole. good. Yeah. I mean, he's not, he's doesn't, he's not going to pass. I'm not that confident in the shot. I maybe put it even like, like, like a notch below fake shooter. Mm hmm. I mean, and, and defensively, he's going to be very good, but I think not like not good enough in my opinion. But I mean, I I know, but you, could, you are you yeah. are giving like benefit of the doubt to Xavier Tillman as a shooter, which I feel like you really yeah. that. like you kind of kind of do that with Bay as well. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, he's going to. Yeah, it's true. I yeah yeah. I mean, I, that's true. But but again, I worry more about the rest of the offense. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be a bad offensive player, I think. Like, I think he's going to be a seriously bad offensive player. Like, as with Tillman, my argument is there's ways to compensate for that to, to, mm-hmm. to really extract value with, with Bay. I don't think there is, or or at least not not as significant ones. So Yeah. So the last two guys I had that you didn't have were Isaiah Joe and Tyshawn Alexander. Um, mm-hmm. other, Tyshawn, um, just like a solid 3 and D off guard. I mean, someone who's... I mean, really not not that complicated. Someone who's going to be a good spot-up shooter can do some off movement and some pull-up maybe a little bit. Um, probably not going to be anyone who really does much creation. Defensively going to be good off the ball. Uh, really great mover. Pro- not perfect. Going to give up some penetration. Maybe not the best off ball, and his strength is going to hurt him. But someone has utility there as like a back-end rotation guy. And, and then Joe, someone who I just have a lot of confidence in as a shooter. Um, and is gonna be able to make make some utility of his of his of his passing, maybe a little bit of creation, but gonna probably even though he's very smart, probably not gonna be a great defender or, or even a good defender because of his strength issues, and that's also gonna hurt him on offense if he really can't do anything inside the arc. But again, just so, someone who who, who confidence as a shooter has as late in this like neutral to minus rotation guy. So, so someone with his shooting and skills is I think has enough to stick, but not really meaningful at his median. Yeah, Tyshawn was one of my hardest omissions. He's in my honorable mention. Um, yeah, I, I he'd like be in this tier. I think just we cut it off at thirty, so he didn't make it. Yeah. Isaiah Joe, I adore Isaiah Joe. However. I don't think that he has an NBA caliber body at his median. Like I, I like I really like him as a guy that you take and you, you know, bring him into your program, get him in an NBA strength and conditioning program, and try to turn his body into something that's viable. Try to turn him into a guy who's not like sub ten half court rim frequency. Um, but I, I don't think the expectation can be that his body gets to a point where he's actually an NBA rotation player. Um, And that doesn't really, that doesn't make me like, like like even accounting for that. I really love Isaiah Joe. Like I've got him around the, the end of the first. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, my expectation just wouldn't be that his, his body is at a level that's, that's good enough to be in an NBA rotation at all. Um, Now, I mean, getting to my last guys um Pogoshevsky we already talked about he's 30th um so right before him I have Robert Woodard 
um, where it, it's kind of a similar story to Jaden, where not really any standout skills, but just as like a combo forward who has like an NBA body, has plus athleticism, like I think at his median probably shoots spot ups well enough. Just those guys are hard to come by. And so to have one who's who's got like good size and length, who's like a good athlete and, um, you know, it's just non-disastrous on either end of the floor, I think is a guy who sticks around in the league. You know, another guy who probably looks a lot more valuable on a basketball reference page than he ever will in reality. But those guys are, are coveted. There aren't that many of them. And so if you can get one who even can just like soak up a few minutes w- you know, with a pulse, I think that's, that's yeah. worthwhile. And I kind of think that's where Woodard fits in. Um, or I, I'm not in love with him by any means. But, I mean, getting a guy who's six seven and not terrible is worth something. Yeah. All right. So I think we can move on to our honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll start with mine. We talked about – I have Nico and Tyler Bay in there. We've talked about them. And then I have Aaron Henry kind of in a similar school of thought to just like wing who's going to be survivable. But I think is at his meaning going to be a really good point of attack defender. Should be a fine enough team defender, probably like a, a good enough overall defender, and then someone who probably uh, probably another fake shooter, someone who doesn't have any versatility. Hopefully, can do a spot up occasionally, but someone who is a really good passer for for a wing, and someone who can just like vaguely passable shooter to size with good defense. Again, like one of these guys that's going to be a fake passable shooter with at his size, but six foot six. And has skills, going to be a good defender, somebody who is useful um, off the bench. And then I have Skylar Mays, who, again, just just someone who's going to, who I could see being like fringe rotation with his shooting, uh, has some real space creation, uh, the passing team defense, just l- lots of valuable skills that even if he really can't make any of them good enough to, to make up for his lack of size or, or, or athleticism, is, is someone who's going to crack rotation. Uh, and then I had Trey Jones, who I I almost left off this honorable mention list, but I threw him on just because I, I I have I have more faith in him improve, re-improving his decision making in a lower usage role and being like assuming some of the shooting strides he took are really real. I mean, he improved across the board, and assuming he's he's a good enough shooter, good enough shooter, really positive guard defender. Someone again who's like back end ro- back end rotation, maybe not even uh, someone who you can slot in the point guard when when guys get injured to to, to up some minutes. And then Jalen Smith, who is shooting at his size, even if the defense is probably disastrous at his median, uh, probably not going to pass very much. But just someone with that shooting versatility and some perimeter utility at, at six foot ten, someone who is someone you want as like your tenth or eleventh man, like in certain situations to roll out. Yeah, I considered most most of those guys. So Henry, I considered but opted not to just because a little small. Like I, I don't think he quite gets the benefit of the doubt that like the six seven six eight guys get of just like all right, this guy fits the height that we want and like is breathing, so we'll roster him. <laughs> um, but like I do, I do like Aaron Henry. Um, he'd be like fairly close to this, but didn't quite make my honorable mention. Uh, Skylar Mays did make my honorable mention. Um, I just think that there are so many good scoring guards and have like some concerns about him as a defender, particularly an off ball guy who just like has a lot of lapses there. 
Um, it gets like, like he gets back cut a lot. Like I think those are real problems that, that sort of hinder him and, and could you know, keep him from being an NBA guy. But, but I do, I do believe in him for the most part as an NBA guy um, and do like him, you know, among the scoring guards, you know, just with a, a well-rounded game on the whole. Um, I also, or I guess I'll, I'll, I'll finish up with your guys. Um, Trey Jones. I, I didn't really consider him. I probably should have, but I, I just like don't like watching him at all. Yeah, uh, just, just being like a one position point of attack defender. Well, actually, that that's probably underselling him because like I don't know. Last year, yeah, he had, like, he had like he's very really good. Like, yeah, he's he is good. I just I really don't enjoy him, and he's like very much what I don't like in a backup point guard. Uh, where he's he's just like very limiting. Um, but I I he probably should have been honorable mention for me. Uh, Jalen Smith didn't consider him, wouldn't put him in honorable mention. Uh, I think at his median, the shooting is probably like positionally good, but not like that special. Um, and everything else is just so lacking that being like a slight positional plus shooter. I don't know, man. Like I, I don't think that that's all that close to being a rotation player. Like, He's fine, but but definitely not on a median board. Not uh, sniffing my my top thirty or even honorable mention. Um, and then moving to my guys, um, I had Cassius Winston, who we already talked about, Killian Tilly, who we already talked about, Tyshawn, who we already talked about, Skyler, and then probably my single toughest submission. I'm surprised you don't have him. Also, is Nate Hinton. Um, Nate Hinton, really really confident in him as a good defender um i think the probably the concern is that he's only like six four and a half six five but he's so strong and uh the thing that we talked about in the past with him with the really um outlier like rebounding ability from a guard is that i think he can play up i think he's a guy who can actually play on the wing um so i i think that he's he's like a at least wing adjacent NBA player. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sort of delaying while I try to pull this up on synergy, but his, <laughs> his spot up, no dribble uh, numbers, I think are pretty solid uh, over the last two years to the point where you'd kind of think that he's going to be a pretty capable spot up shooter. Yeah. So his spot up, no dribble this year was uh 73rd percentile. He shot uh, 58 E field goal percentage on those. Uh, on a pretty good volume is a hundred possessions of those this year. So I think Nate Hinton, probably a pretty solid bet as a spot up shooter and just has really, really high level defensive impact for a guy that size. I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm almost talking myself into him as, as a guy who should be in the top 30 on a median board. Uh, but I think just the lack of size is, is a little, uh, it definitely holds him back there. And I'm not too confident in his, him as a shooter and like not confident in him as a, as like a creator, of course, or like decision maker. Um, but I mean, I, I like the combination of, of spot up shooting and re- like really genuinely very, very positive defensive impact from a guy that size. I'd like to take a second to talk about Armchair and Prep the Pro's title sponsor, betonline.ag. With NASCAR, UFC, and golf back, 
BetOnline has hundreds of games and events to bet on. Make sure to sign up before the NBA and MLB come back later this summer. They have live and simulated sports as well as a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge you can enter for free. Visit BetOnline.ag on your computer or mobile device to check out the action. BetOnline is your online wagering solution. Yeah, I, I mean, he was a guy that I should have had as an honor of mention. I probably oversold how bad I think he I thought it was going to be offensively and the size. I mean, I my thoughts are similar to yours. I just, in my making this board, I, I worried more about the size and the offense just not being tenable as compared to a guy who's bigger and athletic who fit, fits that size threshold. But yeah, I, I mean, Hinton's a guy who could very easily be on here and and like we said the the separation between like like 30 and like 50 here is is basically nothing going on so there's a lot of guys who could be in here that that weren't yeah i think that's all we have for our median board so should we do do you have any catching eye guys guys that you've seen recently that you want to talk about um i'm thinking about it maybe uh if you have one that that you definitely have in mind uh go for it yeah i have a couple um my first one is Christian Vital, uh, senior guard at UConn, who I caught, uh, who I first, like, I, I, I've seen him earlier in the year, but this was the first time I really paid attention to him. And, uh, I mean, I'll start with the obvious, the obvious uh, avid dip challenge of him being a six-foot-two guard who isn't really a creator. But, but again, I mean, he has a really unique skill set. Like, he's a really good shooter, um, almost 90% from the line, really high volume, high versatility. He shoots off movement, shoots pull-ups, is, has a really quick high release, someone who I have a lot of faith in as a shooter. And then defensively, he's really, really good. Quick feet mirroring, um, gets over screens, active in passing lanes, is really long. Um, according to Max, he has a 9'5 wingspan. <laughs> That's what Max told me. Max told me he has a 9'5 wingspan, which would be, I think, like plus 39. So, uh, so <laughs> He's like Taylor Horton Tucker 2.0. So I'm not sure about that mess uh, about that measurement. You, you, you can verify with Max on, on, on where he got that. But but, but but he is long, and the length is impactful in the passing lanes. But again, just like, like, a, like a fringy back-end top 100 type of guy who I enjoy quite a bit. Like probably not an NBA player with just being his size and, and lack of creation ability. But like, if he's like a really good shooter and like positive guard defender, I mean, like we talked about, that's not a super valuable archetype, but like someone who could be a, like a good G leaguer Euro guy on the line, someone who I enjoy watching. And then my second uh, guy, um, um, we have another bull versus Houston moment that I would like to invoke. <laughs> and then, and that's um, Daniel Oturu versus, versus Maryland. Who uh, there was some discussion about Oturu yesterday in amongst us draft Twitter folk, and I was like, you know what? I feel like torturing myself today. Let's go watch Jalen Smith versus uh, Daniel Oturu. <laughs> and uh, I mean, to be fair, Jalen Smith actually had a pretty solid game in in that one. Um, he was like out the whole time with foul trouble. But Oturu, I mean, despite him having like twenty eight and four blocks, is just so bad defensively, like. He's like like his pick and roll defense is just hilariously bad. I mean, uh, there were I I think three instances where he played drop in drop coverage. He was containing the ball and then he sprinted back to like hug hug the roller, giving the giving the ball handler a free lane to the rim that every time resulted in another layup or like a pass out for a three. And then there was one play where like he, he got way out of position as a team defender. 
and then his man Jalen Smith caught the ball. Um, Jalen Smith didn't pop. Oturu jumps anyway. Jalen Smith gets bullied, I think, for two offensive rebounds. And if you're getting bullied by Jalen Stick Smith, I mean, hey, Jalen uh, Smith one time stonewalled Xavier Tillman in the post. He can actually he can generate leverage. Now I don't think man, that would like to play for offense. His rebounds. legs look like twigs. I mean. But, yeah, he uh, literally like, sticks. <laughs> for somebody, for somebody who's like a rebounding specialist, like talked about, you should not be getting out rebounded by Jalen Smith twice in one possession. I, I mean, like, he, like Oturu like scored, like, like ha- had like a good face up scoring game, hit a spot up three or two. Um, like co- college big offense stuff, still no passing. I, I mean, again, like in terms of like college game, fine. But like, like as a prospect, I mean, it's just so untenable. Like some some of some of like the status he gets, it, it it's really not good. Yeah, I mean, as far as I can tell, like the only thing that's actually appealing about him is kind of what you mentioned with the face up scoring. Like he can handle the ball a little bit. Like he has a yeah. little bit of coordination. I but like probably shoots spot ups. Like at a kind yeah. of like, fake spot up shooter at his ceiling. I mean, because yeah. he's I mean, a fine release. I mean, if if you want a guy mid ranges, if you want a guy who with like some face up scoring equity, I don't know, like take Vernon Carey. Um, if I just I'm yet to hear why Daniel Oturu is like a better prospect than Marco Simonovic, who is similarly productive and similarly bad at pick and roll defense. Marco but, can pass. Yeah, Marco is a really good on uh, on the move passer, and like is not. I don't think it's bad of a pick and roll defender is as Oturu. Like he's very apathetic, but he like, he has feel. He no, just... no, Marco, I mean, like there was the one like I I think it was like FMP that, that game was just like nightmarish for for Simonovic. But it like in a lot of games he's like not disastrous. Like he just like isn't anything special. But Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I mean I, 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 I mean Simonovic... Oturu's defense is, is is continually disastrous. Yeah, I, I don't really – like, I mean, I understand the Oturo thing. It's all about production. But, like, I I, I don't I don't know that I've heard, like, an argument in favor of Oturo based on, like, I guess qualitative analysis of what he does on a basketball. Maybe if he's, like, out – if he somehow becomes a really good center shooter. Like – Yeah, but, like, then, I mean, he might be an okay one, but I don't know why anyone would think that he's going to be a particularly good – like – I could see him being a fine center shooter. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just like the production argument, I don't think is convincing to either one of us. Um, and Oturu is like a perfect example of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. It, I, I've got a couple, I guess, on the on the topic of low field big men. Uh, just Precious Achua and Reggie Perry, uh, watching them this week, like. I don't understand some of the things that they do. Like they will run away from a guy with the ball and it's not entirely clear where they're going, but they'll just like take off in the other direction. Um, They're just like wildly low field players. And I mean, like it's no one is campaigning for Reggie Perry in the lottery. So I've I've seen him pretty high on some places. Okay. But uh, I mean, it's a precious thing, man. It just, it's so wild to me. I mean, I guess he's an, another production guy and like he has mobility that's impressive, but man, I mean, he has no clue what's going on around yeah. him. I mean, even, even for people who like, like him defensively, like I get the mobility aspect of it. Like he's very large. 
Um, he can move very, very like intimidatingly fast in a straight line. But yeah, I mean, I, I just, I think it's important not to overrate feel like you don't want to just be drafting. I don't know, like Tyler Bay or, or like or Tyrese Halliburton in like the top five, because he's a brilliant basketball player. Um, TJ Holyfield. Yeah. But like, <laughs> When you're when you're like that clueless and lacking in instincts, it's just that's a really tough sell to me. Like I, I, it just produces so many negative moments. Um, I think that's I'll say that's yeah, really I'll tough. say I'll say like quickly the conversation we had about precious the big versus precious the anything but a big is relevant here because I, I I think that the UConn game which I watched the other day for where I caught where Vital caught my eye is a the at UConn game is a pretty good um indicator of like precious the big versus precious the not big where like precious the big has some really good moments on on both ends like protecting the rim like playing passing lanes with his length um imposing imposing moments as a role man even had like a DHO where he like faked the handoff and had a really nice backdoor pass but again, but then when you give him any sort of perimeter responsibility, when he's asked to attack closeouts or or create for himself on the perimeter, oh, okay, I think uh, I'm not sure if this is a thing that you notice as well, but Precious is blocked way too often for a guy at his size. In the UConn game, by my by my count, he he was blocked six times. What? Yeah, that's he, he was, nuts. He was. Well, I mean, I could be counting wrong, but I believe he was blocked six times. Which That's is insane for a guy with his level of tools, and it's not um, like UConn is like a huge yeah. team either. And that was the game where Coca Coke got injured, uh-huh. like in the first minute. And I'm pretty sure he like had a block on Precious early. I think multiple of Precious's blocks were like floater attempts. Um, he takes the worst yeah. shots. Like he takes the most insane shots, and and it's not like like Edwards takes awful shots, but they like. They miss sometimes. They go in sometimes. But like Precious, like hits the corner of the backboard on his terrible shot. Like it's it's truly mind boggling. And yeah, like the the awful floaters. Like oh my god. And he he just doesn't pass. He's just like miserable to watch. Um, and like yeah. I just cannot imagine taking him in the lottery. Yeah, I mean, I definitely get it more than Perry. I mean, cause, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, again, like Precious is like a genuinely imposing athlete. Yeah. <laughs> And I guess like I can definitely see utility as as a five as like a second round project. And again, like I said, if a team's gonna like use him exclusively as that five, and like a good team wants to take him like the back end of the first, I'm like like that's fine. I think that's okay. I, I I'm not gonna yell at that. But I mean, not totally not the lottery. Uh, I, I I will yell at that. <laughs> All right, does that, does that do it for today, Ben? I think that does it for today. Yeah. Um. Not as long as recent ones, but pretty long. Um, so yeah, you, you can make sure to follow the pod at Prep2ProPod on Twitter. Um, a, a podcast name has been officially changed on, on Podcast Alice to the Prep2Pro NBA Draft Podcast. So that's kind of exciting. Um, you can follow me at Ben underscore Pfeiffer underscore. Follow Max at Max like Harlan. And oh, yes, um, we have timestamps now. So all episodes going forward will be timestamped as many of you have requested. So we'll do that. And we are working on doing timestamps for older episodes. We're both a little busy and it takes time, but it's going to get done eventually. Uh, I promise uh, we'll have timestamps those. But yeah, all new episodes, including this one, will, will be timestamped. 
So yeah, I mean, we're, we're glad to provide that. So I think that's all, right. all. That's all I have to say. Unless you have any final thoughts, words. Nope. Um, I don't know. I'll talk to you next week, Ben.